What is up, everybody? Welcome to Have to Cast episode number shit, uh, 85. Josh and Brett coming at you. You already know. Just look at the chat, what Frankly said. And if you're watching or listening on the uh, audio feeds, too bad. What's up, everybody? Hello. Listen, Brett, I want to get right to it. <laughs> oh, boy. What now? Overwatch 2 sucks, and that's the end of the stream. Okay, goodbye. And there it is. We are recording this. Whatever. Whatever we're doing right now. We're a little early because we want to try to finish and play Overwatch, but the problem is Overwatch <laughs> isn't working. Yeah, dude. That's funny. That so. is the opposite of awesome, dude. So. Shit happens, dude. I guess. All right. Here's the thing. We got merch. You have... I'm wearing it. Brett's not wearing any of it. I'm wearing a Goku shirt. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing our friend's merch up here. What is this? My hand was keying out. And I was experimenting. We have merch, but we also have a lot of good stories today. We have good stories? Yeah. Oh, you mean actual news stuff? Yeah, I thought you podcast. Meant, I thought you meant from our own experiences. No, my life is nothing but hell, and uh, <laughs> I just want to die. <laughs> but in the gaming world, there have been quite a few interesting stories that have uh, come out today. Yeah, so. there's some stuff I do want to talk about. Um, and I'm, I might call an audible and completely go off on Overwatch 2, or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be over it by the time we get to the Abysmal Chronicles. So anyway, uh, we're going to be... What are you doing there? You do what you want to do, man. Uh, we got the media consumption update. Um, I uh, I like <laughs> I like uh, that uh, all of mine on our document is just abbreviations, and um, all of yours are written out very nicely. Yeah, well, listen, you're in a rush to uh, talk shit on Overwatch, so. No, I'm not. I I did this earlier today in the midst yeah. of trying to download Overwatch. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, then we frankly about... in the chat you mentioned. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. You mentioned AEW. Yes, I'm going to be talking about AEW. I was at the show yeah. recently. Yeah, Philadelphia. Um, Biggie AEW news too. Lots of stuff going on in the AEW world. So yeah, going uh, going to be going over the <clears throat> video game releases. Uh, of course, most importantly, Overwatch Two launched today and is broken because Blizzard's bad. <clears throat> Abysmal Chronicles Overwatch 2 launches a joke that is number one on the docket, followed by some stuff about WWE uh, and Randy Orton and a tattoo artist and PS5 being jailbroken and fucking Stadia being bad and gone and fucking directs for stupid movies from fucking Nintendo. So, and then of course, obviously the main topic for today, <clears throat> which you can always find links in the description if you want to come back later, or if you're just here for that, I'm talking about CG Project Red, uh, announcing basically a sequel Ooh. to CD Project Red, oh. CD Project, if you will, announcing a sequel to Cyberpunk uh, 2077, the infamously broken, bad, abysmal fucking game that they pooped out and uh, is really bad, uh, in addition to a bunch of other stuff, including a whole new Witcher trilogy, so that'll be interesting. Keep it up. <laughs> So that'll be interesting. <sighs> Brett, let's begin the show proper. Watching, let's do it. Playing. Let's get into it. What are you doing? So, Josh, I watched a film this weekend called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes. And I'm here to tell you it was pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I also watched it. Pretty much, I think, right after you watched it and we didn't plan it at all. Yeah. I watched it and then you were like, I'm watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I was like, I just finished Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, so uh, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I felt like it was a, a dumb horror movie written by smart people. Yeah, oh, I don't think it was dumb. I think it well, the characters were dumb, right? Yeah. But they weren't unlikable either. And they all really yeah. made sense within the context of what was going. I mean, here's the, pre the premise is is um, um, Christian's comment just gave me cancer. So we'll have to address that in a minute. Um, the premise is interesting in and of itself, well, or abysmal in and of itself, is the fact that, you know, it's all these rich people having a hurricane party, right? Right. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, if you are uh, faint of heart or you don't want to get made fun of, uh, don't watch the movie. What does that mean? 
I think they poke fun at every possible type of person that you uh, could. Nobody is safe. Yeah, I would agree. Nobody's safe. And and honestly has one of the most interesting twists in a horror movie ever watched my entire life. Right. Right. And, and how I, how they executed that. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil anything, but you and I no. kind of talked about that off. No, I was. I, I, <clears throat> in fact, it was the the best twist that they could have instituted in the end of that film. So, yeah. So uh, I think it was <clears throat> from a first time directing team too. No, maybe I'm wrong there. I think it. Was. I have no idea. But yeah, it was good. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, we also played Zombie Army Four. Oh yeah, we did. Which uh, made by the guys that made the Zombie Army trilogy and the Sniper Elite games. Yeah, we and I'm here to tell finished. you. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that game slaps, and that's all it is. Uh, zombie Army Four is a good game. It's fun. It's fun to kill zombies to slick music. Yeah, and the sniping mechanics in that game are just really good. Yeah, really fun. Deceptively so. challenging game too at points. Oh yeah, it gets hard. So, another game I've been playing on my Steam Deck is Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire for the mm. GBA. Mm, okay. Uh, just well, a fun game to pick up. Choice, yeah, yeah. It's just a fun pinball game. Pokemon, you catch Pokemon with the pinball. It's a Pokeball, and it goes. It's good. Uh, Vampire Survivors, as always, that game is a staple on my Steam Deck. I've been playing the shit out of that. And excuse me. Uh, the last one here, Overwatch, because I was playing Overwatch One a lot this weekend. Yeah, we were in preparation for Overwatch Two. Yeah. So what there's that. that. Us. And then TV and anime, not really a lot this week. Uh, I am still watching She-Hulk, and I'm actually really enjoying it. I was telling you the other day that the most recent episode, um, or the most recent one I saw where she goes to Abomination's uh, retreat, mm-hmm. is actually really like heartwarming and, and quite nice, and I like the episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all the characters, and I thought it was thought it was just a good time, good episode. Yeah. And... On that topic of Marvel shows, have you heard anything about uh this uh werewolf comes at night or whatever it is werewolf werewolf by night? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Premiered at Fantastic Fest, which is like a horror movie festival. It's getting oh, sucked yeah? off, and apparently, it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who is the composer of, I mean, a million movies, most notably maybe The Incredibles and like Rogue One. Right. So, and he directed it. And interesting. It. And I've heard it's interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I heard it's very horror centric. Yeah, so, so uh, I'm going to have to break my uh, no Marvel TV show rule for that. Nice. Uh, and then finally, I just got caught up with uh, Rick and Morty last night. Um, I got to tell you, the season's awesome. I'm really liking it a lot. Last two episodes are honestly maybe in my top 10 favorite episodes of the whole series. Wow, OK, <clears throat> they, they really are doing some cool stuff this season, and it's a complete 180 from last season where it was like hit or miss. Yeah. And then the other cool thing is there's like there's some speculation right now that there's going to be some time fuckery because obviously Rick and Morty is uh, back to the future parody in a way in a sort Mm -hmm. and they always stray away from doing time travel because they don't want to you know they don't want to be abysmal. they're, They're more like multiple timeline type things. Right. They don't ever do time travel where you go back in time and whatnot. Um, however, this season, if you've been paying attention, the episodes are in reverse. So the holidays are happening in reverse as the episodes go. So, um, Christmas happened, then Thanksgiving, then Halloween. Hmm. So it's like, and they're not mentioning it at all in the show. It's just something that you can like kind of catch. So people think in the end, they're going to realize, um, you know, holy shit, like everything's in reverse. Or they're just going to let it play out. And we have to meta know that the finale was actually the season premiere and the premiere is the finale. Finale. Interesting. Pretty cool. Well, I'll hop to uh, hop into it. I couldn't get past the first episode because I fell asleep. So, yeah, first episode was a lot of like lore, but I I was also just super tired when we watched it. Right. It gets away from that, and and the rest of the season is is really funny. Um, yeah. The the premise of the most recent episode was, um, they go to a Chinese restaurant, the family, and they get uh, fortune cookies. And Jerry's fortune cookie says, "You are going to have sex with your own mother." <laughs> <laughs> and 
And um, he's like afraid that he's going to have sex with his mom. And I'm not going to spoil anything. It gets crazy and really good, but it's good. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Uh, was that it for you? Oh, and I went to AEW. Oh, yeah. Please. How was it? Uh, it was good. I went with Christian. I went with one of Christian's buddies, Chad. Chad Warden. Really, really nice meeting Chad. Not Chad Warden. Damn, that would be um, awesome, wouldn't it, man? That would have been fucking awesome. Um, What's up, bitches? But Chad was cool. I almost bought an $800 belt while I was there. Um, Why did you do that? I didn't do it. I almost did. The show was good. Our seats were fantastic. The best seats we've ever had, probably, except for the floor. Yeah. And uh, we were on TV a couple times, and that's cool. Very cool. Not the best card, but really good matches. Yeah. No story. Right. Like, they're doing, like, this weird reset in AEW right yeah, now because everyone's, kind of like... Been, yeah, they've kind of been forced to, given every, everything. Yeah, everything's all yeah. fucked up. So yeah. the storylines weren't really there, but there were some really, really good matches. Yeah. Very cool. That's it. All right. Uh, for me, I'm not going to retread anything that we already talked about. Um, Game-wise, though, I, I finally went back to Metro Last Light, the Redux version of it. Um, I got stuck at the very end of that game years ago. Uh, I think the there's a pretty big and ridiculous difficulty spike at the end of that game that is really kind of uncalled for. Um, but I went back, <clears throat> and I was at the very end, and I didn't know what was going on. So I they have chat. <laughs> what? It's just funny. I was at the end, and I didn't know what was going on. Dude. I didn't. So I went. I they have a chapter select thing. So I went back a couple of levels to kind of get myself into it, uh, remembering that ramp up in difficulty. And that difficulty spike is still there, but I finally beat the game. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, nice. That that world is super interesting. Um, and it was great. And then I started Metro Exodus, and I have a problem. What? First of all, it's cringy as fuck. <laughs> What? How? The, di the dialogue is so... Now, listen, the games have always kind of had this, right? Because it's Russian dialogue being, you know, westernized into English. <clears throat> and it's really stunted. And some of the older games, I could get past that. This game, it's like... It's really hard to care about story or anything because the dialogue is so bad. And it's like, somebody will say a line, there'll be a five-second pause, somebody else says a line. And then, too, with the nature of it, it's kind of semi-open world in this one area, which is also a huge departure from the game, like the previous games, which I really don't like. I don't care for at all. There's like a weird day-night cycle. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but I, I don't know if I'm here for it. But the thing is, is like you'll have dialogue going on that are basically cutscenes, but then there is NPCs in the world behind you having conversations and their volume of dialogue is as loud as the conversation going on in your cutscene. I'm like, I can't fucking understand what anybody's saying. I can't. And then you turn on wow. the subtitles and you can't fucking read the subtitles because they're black. And it's, it's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This sounds abysmal. I don't know what the fuck is going on. The game looks good. The combat still feels good. The mechanics are interesting. But as far as the story-wise, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And this whole open world shit is abysmal. And then, Brett, to top it all off, I'm playing yeah. the PS5 version, right? Which is right. a brand new port of the game. And I'm, now I was going to platinum this game. It was a doable platinum. <clears throat> right? So I'm following a collectible guide. I get mm, a quarter of the way into the game in the collectible guide. I realize the collectibles are wrong. I realize I'm going to... <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, I end up going to areas in this open world thing. Collectibles are not there. It's a different collectible. And I found out the collectibles were totally reshuffled for it. And guess what? There's no guide for the PS5 version. Why? I couldn't find one. Uh, so I was really disheartened by that. And I think I might be done. I, I, I might not play the game. I'm really frustrated, actually. Really frustrated. Because I also locked myself out of some things. Um, so, I, I might be done. So, anyway. There's that. Uh, TV and anime-wise, uh, still watching Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Rings of Power. Excellent. Last episode was the best one yet. Uh, something absolutely insane happened. Nuts happened. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you know what I'm talking about. And the fact that we saw it on film, let me tell you what did 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 me did my soul well. It's an abysmal event, but I'm really happy that we saw it happen. Uh, House of the Dragon, still awesome. That show slaps. Most recent episode was also the best one, maybe in the entire series of all of Game of Thrones. So that's that's my seal of approval on it. I heard it got very dark, literally. Uh, yeah, if you're a moron. 
and you have a bad TV and you don't know how to fix your TV settings, which is the same issue that people had. Josh, was it too dark? No. Okay. Checking in. No. Um, my TV also has adaptive uh, contrast and brightness. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know. Fucking explore your TV settings, morons. Explore your TV settings. Like, just because something's dark and you're having a hard time seeing it, your first thought shouldn't be, oh, they filmed it too dark. No, it should be, oh, there's something wrong with my TV setting. Let me try to swap it. Especially with modern sets. I mean, you have like 80 different things on, and I guarantee 90% of people out there still have motion smoothing on, in which case your opinion means nothing. What if I told you it was all your fault? My fault? That's fine. I don't care. Um, okay, and then last for for TV. I just had to throw it in here. The Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies, American baseball team. The Vitans. They made the playoffs last night for the first time in 11 years. I won't lick you till you come. Let's go. I'm very, very happy about that. So I've been, watch- I've been watching every game because the clinch has been, you know, it's been a whole, been a whole thing going on. So I've been really tapped into that. Uh, and then books, I'm still reading. Fellowship of the Ring book for Lord of the Rings. So that's all I have. Christian I, says, I see a bunch of stuff in chat here. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, Christian says, the only series that I think was too dark was Book of Boba Fett. Those first couple episodes were abysmally dark, no matter the settings I changed. That is true if you do not have a Dolby Vision supported set because it was shot for Dolby Vision. And I had a Dolby Vision set, so I had no issue with it. So uh, Christian's also talking about Cyberpunk. I'm going to wait to talk about this because we are going to talk about Cyberpunk in just a little bit. So frankly, they're not going to choke in the NLDS. And even if they do, I don't care because they made the playoffs. That's all that mattered. Everything else is just cherries on top. And they have to, first of all, win the wild card to get to the NLDS. So they could choke in the wild card. Okay. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. All right. All right. Well, I think then if we're, uh, if we're caught up in the chat and we don't have any other games or anime or TV shows or books or anything, then, uh, it's time to roll the intro for our show, Josh. Merry Christmas. Josh is just counting down at intervals that don't make sense. Five. Yep. <laughs> four. Three, two. All right. We're back. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, welcome to the Abysmal Chronicles, the section of our show where we talk about some stories that were a little bit too abysmal to make it as our main topic for the show. First of all, we got to talk about video game releases. And in doing so, I have to mention a game that came out today, and that is Overwatch 2. Josh. This is your chance. Uh, the game is broken. It's down. It's not it just, working. Just came out like an hour ago. No, it came out at 3 p.m. Eastern today, and nobody can access ago. it. Now, right. here's the thing. Here's the first scenario. First of all, no excuse. Okay, I don't buy the whole we got DDoS thing. No, fuck off, man. Way too convenient. No, no way. Second of all, there's really no excuse. You're a large company. You're Blizzard. You've been anticipating this launch. Here's what happened. Your servers got overloaded. Your shit broke because you're fucking morons. And then you came up with some st- stupid story to cover your butt. There's no excuse. And anybody and, a- and anybody that is going to s- stand and defend Blizzard or Overwatch, you're bad. You're bad. And it's a free... And it's a free-to-play game, which means there's a lot more people... Sure, which they should have anticipated. You're bad. Right. No, right. no more... No more making excuses for companies. No. The bottom line is it's unacceptable. That's it. First of all, you took away a game that we paid for and replaced it with something that doesn't fucking work. No. Unacceptable. 
That's all I'll say about it. Great. No deal. All right. Let's hop into the other uh, video game releases then. Thank you for your uh, little little word there, Josh, about Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah. And Christian makes a great point. They did make sure the streamers could get in. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think they have their own client that they've been using. Yeah, streamers, Not that it matters. Yeah. But. They can all, you know, take a long walk off a short, you know what. All right. Overwatch 2 releases on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch today. We're technically not really because you can't play uh, it. Deathverse, Let It Die, comes out for PC ugh. tomorrow. Ugh. Josh and I actually tried this ugh. game out last week. I forgot to put that in the thing. Ugh. Yeah, I forgot to put that too. I like it. Ugh. I actually uh, played a game ugh. yesterday and got seven kills. Ugh. And one really, my first really, game. Actually, really interesting world. Well, voice acted. It's interesting. But why is it what it is and why is there no co-op? Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's free to play. I don't get it. It's uh, I'm, I'm sick of these free to play games. Just let me pay you money. I don't want to, you know, spend a million dollars on something. Just let me give you 60 bucks. Call it a day, you know? 70, dude. Yeah. Uh, Nier Automata is coming to Switch October 6th. No Man's Sky is coming to Switch on October 7th. I know a lot of people are really excited about that. Um, Sean Murray, congrats. <laughs> Asteragos Curse of the Stars comes out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC on October 11th. Whoa. Sorry, I just saw what the last one on this list was. In Sound Mind comes out on Switch on October 11th, and No More Heroes 3 is finally coming to uh, other consoles, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on October 11th. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it was Switch exclusive. Yeah. All right, Brett. Hit me with it. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about some... Ones, since we already talked about it. Right. Yeah, these are some news stories. Let's jump into it, and we're going to kind of give our opinion on some of these stories here. So this one's interesting. This is a first uh, in a lot of ways for a lot of different a lot of different uh, industries. So this is actually pretty groundbreaking, I think. I think so, too. And I'm not really sure how to feel about it. We're going to have a little discussion. So a tattoo artist has won a lawsuit over her art appearing on Randy Orton, the wrestler in WWE 2K, the video game. This is coming from Kotaku. So tattoo artist Catherine Alexander won her lawsuit after claiming the publisher used her designs without permission. Back in 2018, tattoo artist Catherine Alexander filed a lawsuit against Take-Two, claiming the video game publisher used her tattoo designs on models of Randy Orton and its WWE 2K games without permission. Those designs, which include tribal, tribal tattoos, skulls, a Bible verse, and a dove and rose, are all featured on Randall Keith Orton's Viper-like frame. That's been only Keith? Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I know that. That's RKO, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, according to her deposition, Alexander claimed WWE contacted her, offering to pay her $450 to use Orton's faux tattoo sleeve design for merchandise, which she turned down. Uh, so that's like one of those like sleeves that kids can put on that imitate right. tattoos. Right. Um, I mean, $450, they were going to make way more than that. Off of that's those. a joke. That's a fucking yeah, that, joke. That is a joke. So I would be pretty pissed off too. Um, but according to the v, uh, VGC, the video game video games chronicle, mm -hmm. Take Two argued and friends of the show, uh, Take Two argued that its reproduction of Orton's tattoos was fair use in order to recreate Orton in the WWE 2K video games. Turns what? out the jury at the U.S. District Court, Southern District of Illinois, didn't buy that argument and ruled that Alexander was entitled to compensation. Now, Josh, Brett, she only received thirty seven hundred dollars in damages. Well. I think that's way too low. So the jury basically ruled that it was. Like it was a copyright thing and it was her artwork and she did not get permit like they did not get permission to use it. However, the jury could not find that she people bought the game because of her artwork being on art, I almost called him RKO, being on Randy. Therefore, she won't get any, it's not like she's going to get money from the sales of the game. That's why it's only this $3,750. Right, but they they really should have handled it in two separate ways, right? There should have been the actual copyright issue, which should be separate, right, right. from that. And then the other part of it should be the actual intellectual property stuff. I mean, I don't think, I think the game sales is separate from what the actual argument is. 
Well, um, she's trying to say that she's entitled to money because people bought the game because of the, her artwork. Right. Well, that's moronic. What you should have argued is right. that they should have licensed it. You were owed licensing damages for it, irregardless of sales from the actual video game. Right. That is what you should have stood on instead, because $3,700 is laughable. Okay. Right. So, so part of it sets a pretty big precedent. Okay. The other part of it is that I don't know who your counsel was, but to me, them and you sound like a moron because you deserve way more than that. Right. So that's my, that's my opinion. So here's my thing. I'm, I'm torn because I'm a graphic artist and I think that if I make something and I, you know, see it in a video game or something like, yeah, I want credit for that. I want my, my monetary, you know, credit or just shout out, whatever. Um, but it gets weird when it's a tattoo because this is something that a person paid a lot of money for. And not only that, this is something that is a part of this person whose whole, the whole thing of, of a person like Randy Orton is their image, right? That is, that's what makes the money is their image. I, so when, no, sorry, what are you going to get? Are you going to get paid every time he does a public appearance? Every time he's on raw, should you get paid because you are the one that put tattoos on him? I don't agree with that. Yeah. So it's no, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I think you could, I think there's probably an argument there to call it transformative in some way. Right. <clears throat> um, which is why, you know, we are able to stream over certain things. That's why we put images up behind us on the streams. That's why our thumbnails right. include art or releases from other things, right? Because we're falling under fair use because it's transformative what we're doing to it. So exactly. I think you maybe could argue it. I mean, listen, I'm not a fucking lawyer. I don't really know. I'm just going off of what I can infer, perhaps. Right. Uh, I'm doing some um, doing some Googling because Christian mentioned... <laughs> It's not even on the. Yeah. Is this? So, uh, he says so. Two K eighteen team had him on the cover, right? I could see the argument a little bit there, but also I feel like a tattoo that is paid for becomes owned by the person it's on once the product is paid for. That I being said, people cover agree. up brands like Pepsi or, or Dubby Wink because they aren't sponsored, and the company could think that they're using that to gain an audience. Right, but right. that's more of a branding thing. That's less of a, you know. Yeah, and I did the research. It was Seth Rollins on the cover of Two K eighteen, not Randy Orton. Okay. So, that's, I wonder that's... if. Um, there's been any other cases in history, specifically in the United States, that have. that did they cite any? Yeah, so uh, Mike Tyson actually got sued from his tattoo artist that did the tattoo on his face, um, because they used it in the film The Hangover, yeah. and they recreate. If you remember, uh, the one character, the dentist, actually got Mike Tyson's tattoo on his face as well when he was under the influence. Yeah. And Mike Tyson was like, or Mike Tyson's tattoo artist was like, yo, you're using my shits. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he, I don't think the tattoo artist won that. And then there was also one with LeBron James and the NBA 2K series where his tattoo artist uh, was trying to make some money off of, uh, off of that. Hmm. So this is not the first time, but. Christian says so in a game or movie has the Mona Lisa in it to some French guy sue the people who did it well I don't know about Leonardo da Vinci's estate but I doubt that they're suing anybody for the Mona Lisa that might be public domain now yeah I was gonna say that also has been around for a long time so that's probably public domain yeah I don't know but this uh, anyway, is a cool interesting yeah. story right good for her also bad for her um right but yeah interesting and I think uh you know could be potentially big Especially I for think it. that. Go ahead. Especially for what? Just law in the U.S., which I mean, our legal right. system is such a mess. But but case decisions like this are critically important in the United States justice system because they are often used and cited as precedent for future cases. So I think moving forward, if you're a personality whose appearance is your whole job mm -hmm. um you should have to when you get a tattoo basically get the rights for that tattoo signed over to you i think that's how it has to be yeah no that's moving smart. forward you know it's more only in the united states man it's fucking bullshit right all right next story ps5 has been seemingly jailbroken using a ps4 exploit and it can run kojima's pt that is the biggest part of the story that last sentence but go ahead right this is coming from kotaku uh, so hackers have been circling the PS5 for almost a year now, and it appears they may have finally 
managed to jailbreak the 2020 hardware with new kernel-level exploits first discovered on the PS4. While it doesn't allow access to execute certain types of code, the exploit has made it possible for at least one person to reportedly run Kojima's Silent Hill demo prequel, PT, on their PS5, and will likely have massive implications as more people explore the jailbreak. So what I've seen, there's more to this, but what I've seen regarding PT is that PT is considered blacklisted on PlayStation 5, Mm -hmm. which means it's one of the only games that can't actually run on PS5 because it's on a list. Um, So what this exploit is allowing them to do is whitelist or or blacklist games, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, The PS5 IPv6 kernel exploit discovered by PlayStation hacking god Andy the Flow Gwyn last month has uh, now has a way to be implemented as tweeted over the weekend by hacker SpectreDev. It relies on a previously known vulnerability in WebKit, the PS5's web browser technology that works on PS5's running firmware 4.03 and possibly earlier versions as well. Uh, And simply, the exploit works by having a PS5 access a web server housed on a local PC that contains SpectreDev's implementation Mm. of the hack. It apparently works around 30% of the time, oh, good. giving users access to the console's debug mode, thus letting them run software outside of what was originally intended by Sony. Well, if I could play PT 30% of the time, that'd be awesome. Right. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I just feel like home consoles like that are often not taken advantage of as much like this like even by people that maybe normally explore stuff like this like you and i like i have no interest in jailbreaking my ps5 me too i just have zero interest in doing it i'm happy to buy what i can and deal with the bullshit that sony puts forth but that being said i bet you sony's shitting their pants oh yeah because i you know i mean it took a while but somebody figured it out so right and it only works on firmwares 4.03 and earlier uh, because it's already been patched. Right. Because they probably saw this exploit and they were like, fuck. Right. So, um, which, what are they up to now? Six? Version six? Yeah, I think, I think so. Something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, interesting, cool. Uh, especially, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know why they, well, I guess I do know why because there's probably rights issues and stuff like that. But like, just re-release PT. Come on now. We released a teaser for a game that's no longer coming out, dude. Come on. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Um, I got to hit you guys with something real quick. We were right. We were right. We were right. Ladies and gentlemen, we were so right. Um, Ubisoft, Cyberpunk, and Destiny 2 players await next steps with the Google Stadia shutdown because we were right. Stadia is abysmal. We were right. Not once, not twice, but 8 million times. That's right. Okay. You couldn't see this coming. I don't know what to tell you. Um, There was an article that went out the other day about Stadia shutting down that said it shut down because Google doesn't have trust from its customers and that's why it has nothing to do with that dude maybe that's a little part of it but people use google every goddamn day and they trust the results on google uh do we trust them with our data maybe not uh but i don't think that's why google stadia failed there's a lot of reasons why google stadia failed we have and a whole video talking about it. we actually exactly. have multiple videos talking about this right analyzing it at the start yeah, yeah. i'm not even going to mention it now i mean Obviously, like network infrastructure isn't there yet for a complete game streaming for a, a platform like this. That aside, like there's so much more as to why this platform failed. Um, but now, as the article I'm going to read now from Polygon states, there's users that have games that right are going to be unplayable. So before you read this, did Google and I might be mixing up multiple stories in my head here, but did Google say that they are going to issue refunds for everybody? Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay, all right, all right, perfect. So over the weekend, Ubisoft Customer Support's official Twitter account said, we're working to bring the games you own to Stadia, or I'm sorry, games you own on Stadia to PC through Ubisoft Connect, that sounds like the publisher's first-party game launcher. 
IO Interactive, makers of the Hitman franchise, say they're also looking into ways to continue your Hitman experience on other platforms. Ubisoft has 38 games, the most of any publisher available on Google Stadia. When Stadia servers go offline on January 18th, 2023, players lose access to all of them. Google is offering refunds for all the game software bought, meaning both games and add-on content bought on the Stadia, as well as any hardware purchases. Uh, the Stadia controller was offered standalone and in three bundles. The Stadia store and all in-game transactions were closed with Google's announcement on Thursday. Uh, so that's Ubisoft. Elsewhere, Cyberpunk 2077 players, uh, which it was a launch title on Stadia in December of 2020, have begun agitating with CD Projekt Red to see if their game saves can be transferred from Stadia to another platform. Uh, fans are saying things like, I care more about my save than I do about a game refund. So, very sad. And then Destiny 2, another big game on Stadia. Uh, the independent Destiny Bulletin account on Twitter posted a screenshot of a message with Bungie's help desk in which the studio says it has begun conversations okay. about next steps for our players. Bungie will have more to announce once we have a plan of action. And Destiny 2 already supported cross-platform character transfers with Google Stadia. So. Finally, on Friday, Raul Rubio Maneres, the chief executive of Tequila Works, said his studio's Stadia-exclusive game, Guilt, would be ported to other platforms because Stadia don't fucking exist anymore. This is a mess. And this whole Stadia thing gives me pause with my full digital library of games. Yeah, you should be scared. Well, hang on a second, Brad. I'm not done yet. Okay. For a platform to basically say, you know, we're shutting this off. We're losing access to all of this. Whether they offer refunds or not, right, is a little scary. But also, I think in something like this, any like online games with DRM or something like that that requires check-in for one thing or another, whether you own a physical copy of it or not, just means that, I mean, th these things can be bricked at any time. And this goes back to the core flaw of Stadia, which is having a platform where you just cloud stream a license of something is a terrible awful idea it really is it's an awful business model because no other if any other console did this right they wouldn't have the same issue because you could have a local well, copy of the game logitech just announced their uh or just released their cloud handheld system which is all streaming it's on a, a handheld bad, device it is a bad idea think about that for a second on a handheld device too great only streaming so on a handheld I'm, device, when I'm, on my home, when I'm on my home network, that'll be great. Wi-Fi. Yeah. No Ethernet. Yeah, no. Bad. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Um, we were right. Finally, uh, last thing in the Abysmal Chronicles here, a new Nintendo Direct for the Super Mario Bros. movie has been announced for October oh. 6th. Oh, we're done already? We're moving on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's two days from now. So the thumbnail for the live stream offers our first look at the film Super Mario Bros. movie. It does. We see Mario's back. We see a bunch of toads. We see um, the kingdom at the very top of a mountain. And you see a lot of pipes. Uh, and the description for the stream is as follows. Watch this Nintendo Direct, the Super Mario Bros. movie presentation, introducing the world premiere trailer for the upcoming film. No game information will be featured. I I truly don't care about this movie. Chris Pratt is such a terrible choice and a bad human being. I cannot wait to hear his Mario voice Dude, because if it's, it's literally it's a me, Chris Pratt, I'm going to fucking shit my pants. Dude, it's going to be generic white dude. The voice. If he's literally just Lego movie Chris Pratt, he is. I'm guaranteeing you that's what he's going to do. And if he's not, then they're going to have some serious... I mean, they're going to have issues either way. And yeah, Christian makes a great point. The lack of the uh, the Italian dump truck is ridiculous in this image. It's a right. travesty. Right. So, 
Get ready for that Nintendo I, Direct. I don't want it. Well, you're going to get it. Are we streaming it live? No, I refuse. <laughs> I can, I will wait to watch the trailer, and then if you want to watch it together and react, I'd I be down for that. I don't want to fucking watch shit. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the Abysmal Chronicles. But before we move on to our main topic, I got a little ad for you. Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, it's all of the good stuff. I'm here to tell you that right now. It's all of the good stuff. Josh has a can of W right there. Josh, what flavor you got? Galaxy Grenade? That does not look very appetizing. I'm almost but... out. That's oh, my wow. Problem. Sorry, I have another tub over there. But... Is that Galaxy it... Grenade? Yes it, is. yes, it is. I actually had it already today, so that's why I'm not having another one right now. Yeah. I have just decided to not drink it on stream as much because then I'm up all night, and I don't want to be up all night. Because so. it does work, ladies and gentlemen. It does, does wake you up, energizes you. Uh... So listen, your current energy drink may cost you anywhere between 2 to $3 per can. But with Dubby, it costs $1 per drink. You just get a little bit of the powder. You pour it in your drink. You shake your cup up. You snort it like Josh. And guess what? You're energized. So listen, if you find it hard to work or study, just use code SLICK, S-L-I-C-K, to save on Dubby. You can order it at Dubby.gg. Again, save 10% on your Dubby.gg order by using code SLICK. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, that right. needs to be clipped. So somebody do that for me and send it to me and then I'll go on TikTok. No. All right. Main topic. And then we're going to play Overwatch. LOL, dude. Although Christian said there was an update, so it'd be good things. What? Yeah, he said there was a there was an update. Damn. I'm about to say, hold on a second. Let me. <laughs> I don't know. So, Brett, today was massive news at a CD Projekt Red. Long-term product outlook. They tweeted this out. It's behind us. Came uh, out of nowhere. It, it kind of did. Uh, and oh boy. Wow. Uh, there's a lot here. So basically it was announcing the future of what they're going to be producing and making and partnering with third parties on and other things like that. I mean, they are still a massive publisher, even though they definitely lost a lot of market cap. And there was the abysmal launch of Cyberpunk 2077, which we've talked about in this channel at Nauseam. There's been a resurgence lately with them because of, I think, Edge Runners uh, driven a lot by that and its popularity. Lots of people getting back into Cyberpunk, uh, you know, all that stuff. So basically, here is kind of a, a summary of what they announced. They announced a new, a totally new IP developed by them, codenamed Hater, right? Which we know nothing more about. That's just a new IP that they're working on. They also announced Project Sirius, which is a Witcher project by a new studio uh, called the Molasses Flood, right? Which is a new studio that they're opening in Boston, which seems like that is no. going... What? Molasses Flood already exists. Oh, they do? Yeah, Molasses Flood is a studio. They uh, operate in the United States, if I believe. But, am, oh, so they're just uh, opening a new hub for them. So so they're opening a new hub right next to the Molasses Flood studio. Okay. Oh, okay. They work with Molasses I, Flood. I, mis I misunderstood that. But yeah, because they're a third party, or a second party. Right. Whatever, to CD. Okay. Uh, then this is a big one. This is actually one that I'm most excited about. They announced a new Witcher trilogy which a, with a Witcher 3 sequel developed by CD Projekt Red. Yep. Then they announced Project Canis Majoris, which is a new story. Maybe a Majora. Yep. Nope. Which is a new story-driven Witcher open-world RPG by another third-party developer. Unannounced. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. And then the biggest one, probably for most people, um, is the Project Orion, which is supposed to be a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel developed by... CD Projekt Red. I think they described. I think they described it more as continuing in that world. Yes. Um, rather than being necessarily a direct sequel, because it's something like Cyberpunk is maybe a little hard. Well, with RPGs, it's usually hard to do direct sequels because if there's multiple endings, then you kind of pick like you have to pick one or whatever, and I don't know. Right. Well, there's also the DLC coming out next year, which they also announced. I left it off of our docket here, but um... oh. Yeah, uh, what's it called? It's Schmiegel? called, uh, yeah, Cyberpunk. Um... 
what it's called. Uh, uh, and then they say, oh yeah, they talked about introducing multiplayer. Yeah, they said going forward, CD Projekt Red will also include multiplayer in their next projects as well. Yeah, uh, this is also pretty telling too. They said what we want to achieve, which is three enduring franchises, more content for gamers with memorable single-player stories and multiplayer experiences, then mobile TV and film, and more in association with external partners like uh, Edge Runners. So uh, as they expand their, as they expand their, you know, portfolio here, they have a fantasy. Um, open world RPG mm-hmm. in the Witcher franchise. They have, uh, you know, a sci-fi, if you will, in uh, Cyberpunk. What do you think that this new, what is it called, Hadar? What do you think that Later this time. IP? What could that even be? I mean, I would assume it's probably going to be another RPG franchise. That's just what they make. But what genre? So they don't cannibalize themselves, I guess, is what I'm asking. Maybe sci-fi? Like actual space sci-fi? Yeah, a la, a la um, you know, like... Uh, Everyone else in the world right now that's like making Mass a game? Like Effect? Something like that? Yeah, yeah like, that, that uh, proto- like Callista Protocol, dude? Like uh, Dead Space, dude? Callista Protocol's on RPG. No, I know. I'm just naming games that are... In, I feel like right now we're in that... Remember when zombies were a big thing and every, every game was zombies? I feel like space is that right now. Yeah. Uh, that would be my guess. I would just think that makes sense. I mean, as far as what we see, I don't care. Here's my thing. Here's my sticking point. And I know we had some stuff from Christian that you wanted to read, maybe. Um, here's my sticking point. I don't think Cyberpunk 2077 is, at its core, a bad game. Remember, I put almost 90 hours into that game. But here's my sticking point. My game crashed 80-something times, almost 90 times. Literally. Almost a crash an hour. Like, oh, that that is, that is not an elaboration. That is literal. That is a literal figure I'm giving you. Almost a crash an hour. Okay? It was not what was advertised, which is my same sticking point with, um, what was it called back in the day? No Man's Sky. Right? The game could be good now, but I'm not going to forget and I really, really caution people to not forget that it is not what was advertised. It was a broken buggy mess. And the amount of slimy, ridiculous things they did behind the scenes, specifically with the previous console versions, cannot be excused. It cannot be. So yeah. if you want to be excited for it, fine. But you have to hold their feet to the fire, right? Because if you don't, yeah. then they're going to see, oh, we, ha- we just had 20 million concurrent players in Cyberpunk. We're getting this huge boost from edge runners. Then guess what? They're gonna be like, well, Cyberpunk was a broken piece of shit and we only put a little bit of development time into it and we still made a shit ton of money off of it. So who the fuck cares? Let's just release it. And that's what's gonna keep happening. So don't come crying to me when the next game they release is broken. They have everything to prove they do not have my trust. You want me to be you want me to be back in with you? This next game you release better be fucking flawless. Not a single issue, not one. That's it. Josh just went sicko mode on us. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with you. And then Christian's comments were Cyberpunk is good now, boys. It's making its way into my top ten games list. I don't that's cool, but I don't think it would ever enter my top fifty. Um and then he said, in regards to Cyberpunk right now, the version of the game feels like a completely different game and the story is phenomenal. Plus the edge runner shit is slick. All right, here's what I'm gonna tell you right now. The game has a lot of quality of life features that make it way better than it was. That is true. The story is the exact same. It didn't do anything to the story. It's the same story. So I don't know what you mean. The story is, it feels like a different game. The story is, the story is good. I still haven't even finished. The story was never the issue. The story was never the issue. Uh, They're fixing all these bugs and stuff, but there's still some fundamental game design stuff that is just. There's still stuff that is not in there that was advertised. Right. Uh, whole mechanics, whole systems that are not there. Yeah, I, I mean, modders have like really made the game much better than it was. Yeah. But and then he mentioned the edge runner shit. I mean, yeah, it's cool they put like little Easter eggs in, but it's not a lot of things. They added like a drink in the bar. They added a gun, a jacket. Um, the episode of Edge Runners that you told us about, Christian, that you could watch in the game. Like that's really it. Uh, it doesn't really impact the game at all. So. It's not like a story DLC or something. No, no, it's nothing crazy. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think the 
I think the anime nailed cyberpunk in that world. And if anything, the sequel should just be that. <laughs> they just let fucking Trigger make a game, dude. Or I don't know. But they told a better story in like eight to ten episodes than they did in a fucking 40 plus 70 plus hour game. However the fuck long it is. But that's the thing, Brett, is that. There were systems and mechanics and things missing from the game that would have inherently helped the storytelling. You're right. in a futuristic cyberpunk world. There's not a single flying car that you can access. The metro system doesn't work. The cops system is literally non-existent. It's running on fucking twigs of AI. The choices that you make don't really matter. Once you finish the, a quest line with a love right. interest, it just they fizzle, they go away. Like yeah. it's like, well, where are they? Each, <laughs> yeah. each backstory you pick, guess what? You have one unique mission. Yeah. Where is the deep RPG that we were promised? And don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I spent a lot of time in that game and I was going for the platinum, which is another thing, by the way. Couldn't platinum it when it came out. Broken. Things didn't work. So even stuff, even stuff like the brain dances and all that, like I feel like they could have been done so much better than the yeah. way they actually turned out. So I'm not. I think it's great that people like the game. I think new people are discovering. That's fine, whatever. But don't forget, and I'll never get over it. And I'm, do not trust them again. And don't defend them. We say this all the time. Don't fucking defend companies because they tried at every turn to fuck you. And guess what? It worked. It worked. That's all I have to say about it. Let's see what a sequel looks like. Um, I love The Witcher. Let's see what that looks like. But I'll tell you what, I ain't giving them a cent of my money until I know that game is perfect. I'm with you. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. It is going to do it. Because, you know, Thank what? You I'm guys. done. I'm done, too. I'm ready to try Overwatch. <laughs> You're acting like Rumi will just hop in, dude. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for checking out our podcast. If you don't, please subscribe. Drop a like. Go in the comments. Say what's up. Uh, we love you. And uh, we'll be back soon. And uh, we're going to go play Overwatch. I don't think we are. We're going to go play Overwatch, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Da -da -da. Yeah, they have not updated their post from three hours ago. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I have it on PC installed. I'm gonna try it right now. On PC? Yeah. Yeah, they haven't updated shit, dude. Yeah, Christian, the show's over, dude. Sorry. We're done. It's over. You I literally it. have Overwatch open right now. It's open? You logged in? No no no. I mean on PC I have the game open and I'm says in queue zero players ahead of you so. Uh, so it's not working good yeah all right well just gonna go jump off a cliff then <laughs>